And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It's the 25th of January, year of our Lord, 2023. And that's a great little intro. Even uh, liberal media getting a little sporty. And there's, of course, Mr. Fucking I'm hoping Biden doesn't run because they really believe that America will vote for that cock trap. Um, yeah, probably not. So, good news for the podcast. If we've noticed over the last year, uh, this mic is two years old. It's starting to die. The Blue Yeti started to die. And I did taxes yesterday. And yes, it has changed. We're getting less, which doesn't make any sense because we still don't get more in our checks, but somehow we're paying more because Biden and tax cuts for the rich and wealth. What? No, he's fucking the middle class, just like we said. But uh, the wife decided to let us have some fun. So effective uh, February 10th or earlier, we're getting a Sure microphone. The MV7 state-of-the-art XLR USB microphone. It is like professional grade shit. Got a great price from Walmart, of all places. And uh, we're going to upgrade this doggone podcast. It's going to sound a lot better, um, which is really cool. It'll be really nice to have a low-end microphone. And I'm going to bust out Big Sis's uh, mixer and try to do some more uh, patching, live taping while I'm playing stuff, that kind of stuff. Do some sound bites. Um, I have this really great mixer, but I've never been able to use it because I didn't have an XLR mic. Um, and I've kept it safe and sound, so we're going to plug that bad boy in. It's going to be kind of fun, so it'll be a newer version of the show with better sound, and that's great. So before I get into it, we got our usual stuff, uh, top six, uh, docs, stupid, some woke. Um, I'm going to play a long soundbite from Von Dingo, uh, unfiltered, and, you know, back when the 
Hunter Biden's story broke, Devine did a bunch of email reading. And there were emails in there that um, you could tell a crack addict didn't write. That it was verbiage that would come from the State Department. And as we go through these, you know... um, documents and now Pence has docs and they found more documents this weekend with Biden. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that Hunter, who was living in the house where documents found, probably had these documents. He had his hands on them and he wrote emails about it. And our media, because they're so liberal, protecting, transcribing, just I got a couple articles that are just hilarious today. It's it's only a liberal would come up with this shit. Um, they're not going to look at the obvious because they don't want to. It would hurt Biden. But Bondingo, uh, Tucker did one. You just got to follow the money, and it's quite obvious. Yeah, I know. This looks like shit. I have to tie the pop filter on. It's not even staying anymore. Um, won't need that anymore. Um it's obvious this is all connected. It's all connected, and he'll explain it better than I will. It's not about the classified documents themselves. The media is telling you, as I always say, a story, not the story. Those aren't the same things. Listen, we could debate the Mar-a-Lago raid versus the Biden documents, did Biden know about them, or the lack of visitor logs at his residence, whatever. They're all distractions. Tonight, I'm going to tie it together for you and make the case that the real story here is about what's inside the documents that has the Democrats terrified if we ever find out. It's why the left is reacting like this. And there, I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Again, that's from the Department of Justice. Why is it a DOJ And 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 let's be clear, it's not your decision to make of what I can or can't answer from here. I already answered your question. Go ahead. You really did. Well, I, I did. Referring to the, the photograph of the Biden garage, I don't know what your garage looks like, but here's, <laughs> here's the photograph in that garage, but that does not look like what a secure location would be. This is that the tipping point was finding those documents, those classified documents at his home, in his garage, no less. Folks, you want the real story? Just follow the money. If you follow the money, we can connect everything. From the classified documents to why the Trump impeachment hoax happened, even the Russiagate story. Let's start with what we know. And the leftist freakout to this segment is going to be something to watch. Because it's based on facts. During Obama's administration, Ukraine, it was a piggy bank, folks, for lobbyists and elites eager, eager to peddle influence in Washington. It was a piggy bank for funneling dirty money from Ukraine back into Washington. Everybody knows it. And it's fairly obvious at this point that Joe Biden, the point man on Ukraine, Ukraine, he wanted a piece of that. So when Putin threatened Ukraine in 2014 and 2015, Biden, of course, was the point man there. And according to the Washington Post, this is interesting, Joe Biden wanted to send weapons to Ukraine but was overruled by Obama? Meanwhile, Hunter Biden, his son, with zero experience on the matter whatsoever, was on the board of a Ukrainian energy company called Burisma. 
Big coincidence, right? Well, well, hold on, let's just keep following the money here. Remember, it's not about the media telling you a story. That's what they want to do. It's about the story. Follow the money. When Burisma, Hunter Biden's company, was being investigated by a Ukrainian prosecutor, Papa Joe openly talked about withholding financial aid if the Ukrainian prosecutor wasn't fired. You may have seen this clip before, but pay very close attention to the end of it. Uh, look, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a <laughs> got fired. So they made some genuine, substantial changes institutionally and with people. But in one of the three institutions, there's now some backsliding. So when we left, the first thing I spent uh, um, a lot of time, as did Mike, because this was his territory. Oh, it was Mike's territory? While he's on stage, Joe Biden, bragging about getting a prosecutor fired for investigating his son's company. Who is Mike? Well, he's talking about the guy sitting next to him on stage, Michael Carpenter, who used to work for the Department of Defense on Russia and Ukraine. That's the same Michael Carpenter who was the managing director of the Penn Biden Center think tank. This is bananas. The same one where the classified documents on Ukraine were found. Isn't that just so weird? How does that always happen? Let that sink in for a minute. The same guy who worked for Obama's DOD on Ukraine ran Biden's think tank. Again, a big kawinky dink, I'm sure. But stay with me here. We're still following the money. Here's another coincidence. Don't you think, again, it's weird that the DOJ in their recent statements said that they were at the Biden residence for the classified document search? But why weren't they at the Penn Biden Center? Someone hiding something? Speaking of Ukraine investigations, one of the biggest pro-Ukraine lobbyists in 2016 was a woman by the name of Daria Kalaniuk. She conveniently was the director of a George Soros-funded anti-corruption group, AC. Well, why does this matter? Well, Daria Kalaniuk and her group, according to reports, coordinated with the U.S. Embassy to pressure Ukrainian prosecutors to stop investigating the Soros group in 2016 in Ukraine, where Hunter Biden worked and Joe Biden was the point man. They allegedly had a do not prosecute list, but here's where it gets really weird. There was a do prosecute list they wanted as well. Remember Russiagate, the hoax that began when the same group targeted Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort for his what? Financial dealings in Ukraine. So Manafort knew about Ukraine, meaning Trump probably did too. Then another Soros-affiliated group hired Fusion GPS, the creator of the Russian dossier. You believe that? Again, super coincidental, man. Remember, it's not about us story. It's about the story. And here's another outstanding coincidence, all centered on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's grift in Ukraine. Read this 2017 headline from Politico, left-wing outlet Politico, about Ukrainians targeting Trump to keep him from getting elected. They did, right? In 2017? Why did they not want Trump in office, Ukrainians? Maybe because some of those Ukrainians knew that Trump knew about the Ukrainian piggy bank the Bidens were partaking in. And they wanted to make sure you didn't know about it. Well, when they failed to stop Trump with the Russia hoax, they had to impeach him, especially after Zelensky. He asked Zelensky to investigate Ukrainian corruption, a.k.a. the links to Joe and Hunter Biden. So right on cue, along comes a whistleblower out of nowhere, 
and the phone call with the alleged quid pro quo. Donald J. Trump. Once again, the president of the United States is in big trouble. Historic news from Capitol Hill. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announcing a formal impeachment inquiry of President Trump. The president of the United States uh, recognizes that there is in this whistleblower's documents terrible evidence of the president's corruption. The, the whistleblower's memo about the call says that the official described the call as crazy, frightening. And here comes, as if on cue, right, our Ukrainian friend again, who was running George Soros's little anti-AC group over there, who just shockingly parrots the exact same talking points as the whistleblower, who, oddly enough, she reportedly met with in 2015 at the White House. Again, another outstanding coincidence, folks. Listen, are these classified documents found at Biden's think tank run by Michael Carpenter, who was on stage with him as they were threatening to fire the prosecutor? Does it expose what Biden was up to, taking advantage of the Ukrainian piggy bank through his son, using his son, Hunter Biden? Was Biden acting as a foreign agent in Ukraine? I'm not talking about 007. I'm talking in the monetary sense. See why Hunter's financial support of his father is such a big deal now? Follow the money. Ukraine was a piggy bank. Joe Biden wanted a piece. It's not about us story. It's about the story. And I know liberals, you get confused really easily about these scandals, but only when they involve Democrats. So I did a little quick uh, whiteboard summation for you of the Biden scandal. It's called the Lib Guide to Scandal. Here, Ukraine gave money to Hunter despite having no skills. Hunter sent money to dad. Dad then lobbies for Ukraine for both weapons and money to Ukraine. Hard? You need a picture of it? I can put it on my Instagram. Folks, now do you understand why the Democrats want everyone distracted about whether or not Joe Biden... And then one more thing before we get into the fucking show, and I just saw this on uh, uh, Gutfeld. They did it as a skit thing, like a bump to something. And... My God, I didn't know there was a power slap competition. Check this shit out. Screw up tough. We had nothing. You know, so I want somebody that thinks they have something to come feel all this rage and all this pain in this hand because I will put it in their face. I came out here to do one job and one job only, and that's to put on a fucking show. I don't feel like any human could sustain an unobstructed shot from me. I hurt people, that's what I do. Nobody fucking touch me. I'm untouchable, baby. You gonna remember my name. Oh. This is where we're gonna separate the men from the boys. The hardest hitters, a lot of trash talking, a lot of energy from start to finish. The sky is the limit for power slap. I don't care who you are or what you're about. Dude, you better watch out. Hit me with your I'll 
right, so let's uh, hit a couple stories, then we're going to go straight into uh, our top six bad articles of the day. With the multiple California shootings, and I'm not going to deep dive on this because it's clearly obvious, the, the strictest gun laws in the country, and a bunch of Asians shot up a bunch of Asians, and the media is only going to cover the gun control. Because remember that slide we had where it's white supremacy, uh, racism, blah, blah. But when it's a minority shooter shooting minorities, we then go to gun control. The left is pulling that shit like goddamn Newsome. Hakeem Jeffries, weapons of war used to hunt human beings have no place in civilized society. James Galganio, breaking. L.A. Sheriff Robert G. Luna conducts presser naming 17-year-old Hu Contron as lead shooter. Shooter deceased via self-inflicted gunshot. Subject weapon described a magazine-fed assault pistol. Yeah, I'm just letting that sit for a while because there's no such thing as an assault rifle. So you know... 100%, there is no assault pistol. Then we get Nina Turner, AR-15 is a hunting rifle that no hunters use. New Twitter is substantially better than old Twitter. Hunters may say they favor the gun for its versatility, accuracy, and customizable feature for shooting animals. The semi-automatic feature, which allows these guns to shoot up to 45 rounds a minute, is not always necessary, but useful in some situations, hunters say. That was Nina Turner doing it. Libertarian-in-chief. Well, that tweet is completely correct, except that it's one of the most popular hunting rifles in the country. Except for me, I use it for hunting, so I guess I may be, be no hunter. What the hell? I do exist, and I do matter. False, the AR-15 is a sporting rifle, one of the most common. Ross Schumann, Nina, in the spirit of unity, I humbly invite you to the ranch to hunt feral hogs. And these people just don't understand that, well, they do understand, but they're not going to admit it. It's not what's doing all the killing. It's pistols. Pistols are doing all the killings. And if, once again, you want to limit like he does the magazines, all you're going to do is better make better marksmen. They'll learn how to rapid reroll. It isn't going to stop people. People want to kill people, they're going to kill people. They'll use a rock. They'll use a box cutter. They'll do whatever. Soldiers from the 101st Airborne, 10th Division, expected to deploy to Romania. The 1st Brigade is now leaving. Um... And I, I still am wondering, I'm asking anybody to tell me, why are we over there? Um, I don't get it. This is one of the naysayers, David Levitt. He's a journalist. If Elon Musk successfully purchases Twitter, it could result in World War III and the destruction of our planet. They are sure for hyperbole. Then there was a lot of this. Five different articles on Giselle Fetterman. And if we remember, the thing was she was what the media liked and she's going to be running the show. And she is. Which is pretty scary. Google is getting staff cuts and they're simultaneously being 
attacked by the DOJ for antitrust, and I'm really shocked with that because if you do any Google searches lately, they're still in election mode. I mean, these motherfuckers are still cooking the books. You're going to get a lot of CNN whether you want it or not. Um, next one, which I thought was really interesting, and I replied to this. Hello, Twitter. I want to talk today about the state of the press relates to the United States. You may or may not know, but it's increasingly rare for your local journalist to be able to simply call an official to ask questions. Instead, we're made to go through a spokesperson who often will not answer the phone call when called. This person often asks for written questions, provide written responses. These responses, as you can imagine, often inspire further follow-up questions. The back and forth, which often takes weeks and leaves both parties exasperated, could ultimately be handled by one hour or so of interviews with actual officials. Let me give you an example. I've been going back and forth with the secretary, the press secretary of Pennsylvania State Agency, and she goes on that it takes forever. So if you're in the press spokesman or a public servant, and you also hate this, which I know you do, Pressure your bosses to let you freaking talk. Okay, hello, here's a postscript because this is a thread I just fired off while mad. While this does not always apply to politicians, when I say officials, I mean just government employees, regular old public servants. I'm an investigative journalist covering the PA justice system. Very rarely do I need an interview. And I literally replied to her, and she didn't, of course, reply to me, um, that this is what you get with Libs. I mean, since Clinton, libs are nothing but talking points tested on the rabid base. That's why you're getting, I want to be clear, I want to be measured, ask the DOJ about docs. They're just not going to answer anything because they don't have to, because you let them. And if you let one group do it, every group's going to do it. And then lastly, before we start our sound bikes, what really took America to war in Iraq? This is what our media is doing. This is the Atlantic who is, instead of covering what is really, really important, they're doing this shit. They're going after what? Bush? I mean, really? That's... That's what we're going with. Washington Post laying off people. I want to say that. Didn't do a slide. Because, boys and girls, what do you expect? What do you expect? This is what you get when you only preach to one side of the political aisle. So the memo has gone out to our media and you're seeing more and more defense of Joe Biden. So for our first misinformation sound bites, and once again, I've lowered all the times on our bumps because I realized they were kind of long and boring. You're going to hear one sound bite that is actually pretty rough. It was this week. I was surprised on Sunday. They actually covered it. But you're going to hear Joe defending. You're going to hear the view lying that the vice president can declassify. And no, they can't. And then you'll hear the this week soundbite where they take him to task. 
I'm sure you agree with me on this point. Uh, the fact that Joe Biden has documents, uh, the fact that they're, you know, they, he opened up his house uh, and, and it's nothing like so far, nothing like like the Trump mm-hmm. document case. That that shouldn't confuse Merrick Garland. That shouldn't confuse the DOJ. They should still be able to hold these two separate cases in separate silos and still charge Donald Trump. Presidents and vice presidents can declassify these, not with their brains. There is you have to go. There is something that you go through. We turn now to the other breaking news overnight with additional classified documents turning up at President Biden's home. Senior White House correspondent Mary Bruce is tracking the latest. And Mary, it's a dramatic step for the Justice Department to search a sitting president's home. But the president's lawyers say this was a consensual search. Yeah, Martha, they are describing this as planned and consensual. They say they offered the DOJ access to the president's home. There was no warrant. This was not a surprise search, but there is no question this is a very big development in this investigation. The FBI fully searching the home of a sitting president for nearly 13 hours, combing through all of the living, working, and storage areas, rifling through decades of President Biden's old files, papers, documents, even handwritten notes, his old to-do list, and they did find even more classified material. Now, they aren't saying exactly how many pages or documents were found. They're describing this as six additional items with classified markings, including some going back to the president's time in the Senate, in addition to his time as vice president. And Martha, the Justice Department even took back some of those old handwritten notes for further review. And Mary, the the problem is the White House insisted all week the president takes classified documents seriously. They've downplayed the special counsel probe but more classified documents keep showing up. Exactly. The president has been adamant, saying there is no there there. He has been exuding confidence, even if some frustration, insisting they are doing this by the book. They are fully cooperating. And for days now, the White House press secretary here has really hammered home this argument that the president takes classified documents seriously, and yet they keep finding more of them. And it is this drip, drip, drip of revelations and discoveries that is only deepening the president's political problem here. Now, big news that happened this week is that one of the guys that that went after Trump with the Russian collusion hoax is now being indicted for working with an oligarch. But we're finding out all sorts of people like this one where a vet was gone after for Russian connections. And it's just interesting how the intel agencies just, God damn, they're, they're just fucking pieces of shit. Um, DOJ seizes more with a joint investigation, which I thought was pretty interesting because, once again, you can't get a joint from anywhere else. Um, An article that just came down this morning, National Archive misses deadline to give House info on Biden's classified documents. Because, once again, we're now looking at the fact that this is a GOP house. And so the federal bureaucracies that are all woke are not going to work with them. And finally, a journalist asked Garland about how these are going to be handled. And I I want to play this, and then I want us all to heartily laugh. 
continue they uh, ensure that we adhere to the rule of law. These mean, among other things, that we do not have different rules for Democrats or Republicans, different rules for the powerful or the powerless, different rules for the rich or for the poor. We apply uh, the facts and the law in each case in a neutral, nonpartisan manner. Uh, that is what we uh, always do, and that is what we do in the uh, matters that you're referring to. We do not have rules, different rules for Democrats or Republicans. Does anybody believe that? We have witnessed, and once again, if you're just stumbling on the show, I am a conservative, leading, independent. I was never mega. I voted against HRC and Biden. I did not vote for Trump. I never liked Trump. But if you witnessed his administration and you're witnessing the cock bull bullshit we're going through right now, it's night and day. It's just night and day. And then if you pay attention to who got arrested, who got charged for the summer of love and the 900 motherfuckers who got arrested and doing hard time for trespassing, they didn't burn buildings down, federal buildings. We clearly do. Jane's revenge is all you have to say to Garland. They haven't arrested a single person and they know who did it. So shut your mouth. We'll get to this in a second. Border city on brink of collapse. Unprecedented amount. This is uh, Yuma is falling apart. New York Times correct tweet blaming Republicans for debt only to tweet something worse. Correction. An earlier tweet misstated the nature of recent debt ceiling showdowns. Both parties are responsible for the debt, but only Republicans are using it as a political tool. Oh, okay. With Ron Klain gone, who's running the Biden administration? Well, we find out it's COVID czar Jeff Zients, who is also a cultist. And that's not surprising at all. So, we did have some Antifa activity down in Atlanta. And surprisingly... The media didn't cover it. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's that's not surprisingly. That's just what they do. But we do see now that some people are literally going to be charged with domestic terrorism. And where I found it was Democracy Now! Take a look over here, if you pan over. I want to show you. This is what they were handing out at the protest. So it was a largely peaceful protest where they just wanted what they're calling justice uh, for to to uh, for to 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 So sorry. Uh, he. Trust God. Uh, and right now, uh, you'll see. Basically, they want uh, justice for him. So they're letting off uh, fireworks. 
We have we have police department running this way. Did you see that, Colin? All right, so there's going to be cops present here shortly. We just saw some police officers run back behind this building here. They have smashed up two of the Atlanta Police Department police vehicles. Five people have been charged with domestic terrorism for taking part in protests against a massive new police training facility known as Cop City. The protesters were taking part in a months-long encampment in a forested area of Atlanta, where the city wants to build a $90 million, 85-acre training center on the site of a former prison farm. Conservationists have long fought to protect the area, the South River Forest, from future development. Protesters are also urging Atlanta officials to invest in communities, not more policing. This is Jasmine Burnett of the group Community Movement Builders. People are asking for affordable housing, paving the streets, right, having sidewalks, better access to MARTA, and instead, they are supporting a project, a $90 million project, to construct the largest urban warfare training facility in this country. And while we understand that this is a very local issue, right, it's happening right here, we also know that this is a national problem, this is a global problem. The same tactics that they're using against forest defenders are the same tactics that the Israeli government is using against Palestinians, right? The same tactics that the U.S. military is employing in Africa through the AFRICOM program, right? This is a global struggle against the occupation of our communities. We go now to Atlanta, Georgia, where we're joined by Kamau Franklin, the founder of Community Movement Builders, part of the coalition trying to stop the construction of Cop City in Atlanta. Kamau, welcome to Democracy Now! Um, we knew you in New York when you were part of the Center uh, for Constitutional Rights. You've moved to Atlanta. Talk about the significance of what's happening now and five activists being charged with domestic terrorism. Yes, thank you for having me. And as an update, it is now six activists. A day after the initial raid, another raid was done, and another activist was arrested and is now being charged. So we think these charges are setting up uh, really and the idea of criminalizing dissent around Cop City. So far, these activists have been denied bail. There's a second bail hearing that is coming up. But because of the, the, the outrageous charges, the very generalized charge of domestic terrorism under Georgia law, um, that these folks are still being held. And this has been a concerted effort by law enforcement agencies from the city, uh, the Atlanta Police Department, the county, the Cab Police Department, the state, the uh, Georgia Bureau of Investigation. At the federal level, the Homeland Security and FBI have all been involved in a task force which is targeting these organizers and activists on the ground for being opposed to Cop City. And, and what are the specific actions that they uh, so allegedly have taken to warrant uh, these kinds of charges? Well, an interesting thing about these arrests is that these arrests were basically a, a, a push of, in the force to destroy uh, everything that was built in terms of a resistance movement, uh, a, a group of folks that we call the forest defenders in terms of the loose coalition of people who have actually moved in the forest or who spend days in the forest camping out as an act of civil disobedience. Remember, Georgia is the place where John Lewis uh, and Good Trouble is supposed to be accepted. 
but civil disobedience in the force is something that is not accepted when the police want to build a highly militarized training ground. And so while these folks were just at part of their encampment, they were raided by the police, uh, again, by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Folks were sitting, literally sitting in tree huts. Um, where they were, uh, uh, all their, their camp equipment was destroyed. Rubber bullets were used. Uh, they were guns were pointing at their head. They were involved at that particular time in no activity whatsoever, um, except for the act of being in the forest. Uh, now, within this nut roll is this lady. She's a senior Democrat, and her son was one of them. So six are being arrested and charged with domestic ter terrorism charges. And we'll see their pictures in a second. But I want to talk about this. Um, Dem lawmaker whose child assaulted cop deletes to fund the police post. Minority whip Catherine Clark said parties should relocate, reallocate resources. But she's still on the defund the police. And the most precious part of this is that's her son, who she calls her daughter now. So here's an elite kid. All six that were, and I only could find three on a quick thing, but you've probably already seen them by now. All of them literally are rich kids who now are all up on the fucking hate America shit. And I I just think it's fucking hilarious that you you just constantly see that these Antifa kids are white kids who mommy and daddy treated awesomely and they leave their mansions to go burn shit down. And this whole story once again is they're doing a training center. Isn't that what you liberals want? Better training? Shoot them in the leg, Joe? That's the FBI agent. I want to hit it. I should have had it up front when I was talking about it. But he is now indicted. He was part of the whole cabal that Trump was a Russian agent. And it's completely false. FBI agent that Comey put in charge of counterintelligence, the FBI New York field office, just before the 26th election. By the way, Hillary campaign had Q was Brooklyn also. Charles McDonagall. And I just think that's fucking precious. So, memo going out. Defend Biden. Soundbite one. Here is CNN, who doesn't seem to be changing at all. What you just laid out, I want to go back to what you said in August after the FBI search on Mar-a-Lago. I interviewed you right after that. And in that interview, you seemed to downplay the seriousness of classified documents being at Mar-a-Lago. Here's what you said. In this instance, we don't really know that these informations are classified. The archivist saying that something is labeled classified doesn't mean that it is. We have to look at the substance of what the president has. And we know that since then, ex-President Trump has said he had those classified folders and, and so forth as keepsakes. But it appears you've changed your tune, saying now the discovery of Biden's classified information oh. would put him in potential violation of laws protecting national security. So help us better right. understand this. Yeah, well, you know, if you play just snippets, Pamela, you certainly aren't going to get the context of any of our conversations. And obviously the conversation was related to President Trump, unlike Vice President Biden, claimed that the documents that he had had already been declassified. 
And so mm -hmm. what I was pointing to, which was the important issue that you asked me in the beginning, is that the archivists and the FBI didn't ask anybody in national security or intelligence as to what the risk of the documents had been surrendered, as I just said on this interview, or even the documents that might likely be at, at, the, at the Trump residence. Now, I got to tell you, Pamela, I've been very concerned about the inconsistencies that you're hearing from commentators on, well, Biden didn't, you know, he, this was inadvertent. He didn't mean to six years ago walk out of the vice president's office with these classified documents. The concern that we all have is the abuse of power that was done by the Biden administration where they raided his home. Now, you know, they didn't just take classified documents from Malargo. You know, here are the pages of the filing of the Biden administration. Mm -hmm. They even walked out with his with Trump's passport. Now, you could be an intern at the FBI and you know Trump's passport's not classified documents. The concern here is, is what's acceptable from our government? Is it acceptable that they raid a former president's home, the political rival from, to President Biden and actually his announced candidate and his likely announced candidate? If we allow what we find acceptable from our but, government uh, uh, to change uh, based on, well, wait, wait, Pamela, this uh, is important. Hold on, but, if okay, we I'll allow, let you finish this, but I think you're, you're missing critical information. Soundbite number two, here is Andrea Mitchell, and once again, they're going to keep ignoring the pregnancy center. This soundbite reads like PPFA because that's Cecilia Richards who used to run PPFA. What about the issue, Cecile, of what the FBI is calling domestic terrorism? They're now offering $25,000 awards for any information on recent attacks against 10 reproductive health care clinics. How concerning are these attacks and the implications for the women, the emotional stress on women and healthcare workers? Well, of course, it's horrifying to think that this is happening in, in the United States, but it is, you're right, these attacks on doctors, on healthcare providers. But Andrea, I think you, uh, you mentioned a point that to me is really important, and that is, what the Republican Party, through these abortion bans, the kind of bounty hunter system that is in place in places like Texas, it has created fear uh, across the country for women, for young people, for families. This weekend was the March for Life, which I was surprised they still marched, which is cool because they still have a lot of work to do on the local level. But the media, who rarely covers it, um, some did. NBC did not. Um, well, Chuck Todd did in his first soundbite, because once again, do the Republicans still need to keep losing on this issue of abortion? Because they, they're just 100% sure of their liberal-leaning polls that everybody's for live birth abortion. I mean, they just believe that shit, even though it's totally wrong. You have uh, Kamala Harris bumbling her gums, and the scant coverage from ABC and CBS on the march for life because if there's anything we know from our media they love killing babies look i hear where you're trying to go and i and, and i think what you're trying to do unfortunately is you got folks that just see it as a, as a as a morality issue or as a as a as a personal freedom issue and so compromising either your morals or your freedoms is is very difficult to 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 do do you think this is just we're not ready yet in our politics that we need to go through a few more cycles do you think your party needs to lose more on this issue before more folks um look at it the way you look at it 
Well, it's the reason we didn't get more of a majority. We should have had a dozen or two dozen seat majority this legislative session, but we don't because this is one of the issues that was top of mind for swing voters. And when you're looking ahead to 24, whether it's keeping the majority or trying to win the White House, going to the extremes and digging in there isn't going to work. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. This Sunday marks 50 years since the landmark Roe versus Wade Supreme Court ruling that established the legal right to an abortion. Here in Washington today, thousands of abortion rights opponents took part in the annual March for Life rally. That's actually the first since Roe was overturned last year. Organizers say more work needs to be done on the state and local level to protect the unborn. The March for Life takes on a new purpose. On Friday, the annual gathering of thousands of anti-abortion rights activists was held for the the first time since the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. With abortion no longer protected by the Constitution, chief election and campaign correspondent Robert Costa looks at what that means for the march, the movement, and the politics going forward. How far should that fight go? It's a battle that will continue, I think. When I say a battle, it's not a physical battle, but I mean, it's, it's a spiritual battle. Remarks to that video from Kamala. She makes everyone look smarter. She also left out creator. I guess make it abortion, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. She knows what she said. It wasn't improvised. It was scripted. And that's 100% true. That's just what these people are. They are just garbage fucking humans. So our next one is the media. Once again, the border news, December was 251,487 encounters, which means another 500,000 people got it because we don't know what we don't know. And on the heels of that scripted, sterilized Biden visit to El Paso, I just find it criminal what our media does in regards to that open border. Breaking tonight, we've just received the latest Customs and Border Protection numbers on illegal immigration at the southern border. You see the report there, 251,487 migrant encounters in December alone. That makes December the busiest month ever recorded by Customs and Border Patrol. There have now been 717,660 encounters in the first three months of the fiscal year. That does not count so-called. And then last but not least, woke. Remember when they said it's just a, a, a fucking Republican culture war? Nobody's going to take your gas grill. Well, here's Alex... Wagner on MSMDNC talking about it because once again they're still pushing the asthma and bullshit and of course Vox Atlantic all these they find things that Americans hate or love and they do an article dogging on it and it's a little bit of a long it's two minutes and 52 seconds but a segment that was on Gutfeld last night, and our latter fairs Gutfeld today. Gutfeld's been very funny lately, um, and it's the only late-night show I watch. But um, about trucks 
And there's a funny skit in here, and I, I was hedging, do I play it in a lighter fare or here? But it's once again, they don't want you to drive that truck. They don't want you to have to, you know, have that, because why do you need that? It's the same concept with guns. Why do you need the gun? Why do you need the truck? Why can't you just ride a bike? I mean, these are the people that believe, like the Europeans, as we saw with the WEF thing, um, you should be able to walk everywhere. Well, that, that's not America. Rural people need it. They got to haul shit. And if I still had a job, I'd still have a Jeep that got about 18 miles to the gallon on the highway and 14 in the city because I needed to go to the lake and I needed to tow a boat and I needed to tow my trailer and take stuff to the dump and pick up lumber. Just because you don't live that lifestyle, you don't have to understand it. Once again, the problem is you guys want us to embrace your lifestyle and do your 99 pronouns and a bitch ain't one and groom children to become opposite sex and little activists. But you can't for two seconds even rationalize why other Americans should be able to have their own life because you're fucking fascist. So... Here are those sound bites, and then we're going to go into an interesting stage, uh, segment. Um, I never heard of it. I'll prep it on the other side. I'm going to show you a local Illinois TV news segment that the HDTV star Matt Blashaw did back in October about winter coming. And I want you to try and guess which industry lobby he was quietly getting checks from. When I think of winter, I think of being inside. I think of getting uh, cooking with the family, like on the range behind me, being by a roaring fire. And with propane, that is all possible. If you're running into maintenance issues on that furnace, consider using these great federal tax credits and upgrading to a propane-powered furnace. What I don't like about wood-burning fireplaces, I love the smell, I love the crackle, I don't love going out in the middle of winter to go get the wood and then having to clean out the firebox and the floor at the end of winter as well. So for me, propane is the way to go with my fireplace. It is not subtle. HGTV's Matt Blashaw is getting paid to push propane, and he is not alone. The New York Times reports that an organization called the Propane Education and Research Council, or PERC, has spent millions of dollars on provocative anti-electrification messaging for TV, print, and social media using influencers like Mr. Blashaw. That is despite the fact that the overwhelming majority of the scientific community agrees that the burning of fossil fuels is dangerously heating our planet. And the fact that propane and gas as appliances can emit dangerous levels of toxic chemicals. And the fact that electricity is just cheaper to begin with. But that's the point. They're spending money to get you to spend your money on a product that in many cases just doesn't make a lot of sense anymore. This year, in 2023, Perk plans to spend another $13 million on its anti-electrification campaign. So the next time you settle into the couch and flip on a home makeover show to unwind, be alert. The propane lobby may be the real star of that show. But it is not just propane. And it is not just TV. Ohio's Republican governor, Mike DeWine, signed a bill earlier this year so that individuals who want to build a chicken coop in their backyard can do so legally on a smaller scale, which sounds totally fine for the backyard chicken coop enthusiasts. But buried in that chicken bill was the very not chicken related amendment that legally redefined natural gas as a source of green energy. Welcome back. Do we really need giant trucks to drive our butts to Starbucks?
Axios, it's an uh, online uh, thing, reports how pickup trucks have become so imposing over the years, and apparently this is a problem. Imposing, a word usually reserved for museums, mansions, and the stack of kill meat books in the remainders section. <laughs> it's probably unnecessary, but that's why I like it. As Axios points out, truck sales are through the roof as people embrace the big truck lifestyle. Pickup, pickups bring in record profits for automakers, but safety advocates are worried their massive size, weight, and blind spots render them unsafe, which is the same thing they said about the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Thank you. I'm the real hero. Actually, they didn't say that at all, but it sounded good. Axios implies the bigger crime is that most don't even use their big trucks to haul anything. Oh, so now you're only allowed to drive a truck if you're loading cement. What's next? I can only use my submarine to hunt mermaids? <laughs> yeah. Critics also complain that since trucks are so tall in front, they typically hit pedestrians in the torso or head whereas cars with lower hoods hit pedestrians in the legs where they deserve it. <laughs> they also whine that people like their big trucks despite the potential danger because they're masculine, rugged, and all-American. And as we all know, those are three repulsive attributes that stink of the patriarchy. Masculine, rugged, all-American, gross. Sounds like a Trey Gowdy swimsuit calendar. <laughs> Planning the idea. But if you're wondering why trucks are the most popular vehicles in America, observe a typical sale. Hey, how's it going? Can I get you in a new car today? Well, maybe my last car was a Prius. I'm looking for something green. Oh, okay. Well, the way I see it, you could either buy a truck or you could be a <laughs> So what do you say you take the F-150 for a spin Bring it back in about an hour. Well, okay. <laughs> Whoa, that was the test drive. This truck is awesome, dog. And who are these women? Just some babes I'm at a truck fest. Okay, so one truck coming up. I'll take three trucks. Three trucks? One for each of my testicles. Now, hop in the cab. I need some help taking down some solar panels. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's some funny shit, but it's just, they're just fucking fascist. So this is going to be the new mic we're going to see. You'll see it right here in about three weeks, hopefully. So we're going to go into a, like a elongated woke. Um, and I don't know if I got his picture. I don't think I got his picture, did I? No, I didn't. I fucking suck. And now I'm putting up every goddamn slide, which kind of ruins the whole concept of having a slide. Um... Florian Huber, and this is a dude, I can't find a lot about him, but it is a Planned Parenthood liberal pushed online thing. And my wife really was into that miseducation segment on Fox Nation. So we watched um, about schooling, the second season's out. And within there, there was Ask Amaze, amaze.org, A-M-A-Z dot org. And these are um, one, two, three, four, five. And I know it's going to be about 12 minutes, but listen to this. 
Um, I'll edit it down some more, but these are videos on really serious subjects that are not age-restricted on YouTube. And remember, this show was banned off YouTube. I did two shows and they booted me. So that's why I'm on Rumble. Because I was playing Fox News Corp, which doesn't, they don't fucking care. But it was because I was playing Tucker. They don't want Tucker. Remember, Shapiro is gateway to Tucker and Kuanon. That's what they were saying that summer. So I got booted off YouTube for playing a Tucker segment. And I moved my whole show over to Rumble. But this, nothing wrong with this, they say. Nothing to see here. Just move along. Understand this is all cartoons. Listen to the verbiage. That's why I'm playing it. Because this is how they're grooming. Hey, bro. What's up? I'm okay. I guess I feel a little stressed. I've been thinking a lot about something. I don't really know how to talk about it. You can always talk to me, Jordan, anytime, anywhere. I'm your cousin, and I'll always look out for you. It's called unconditional love, dude. Thanks, Frankie. I'm so glad you're always there for me. See, I've been feeling funny lately because of a couple crushes I have on different people. Yeah, so that's normal. We all have crushes. It's part of feeling attracted to people. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. But the thing is, my crushes, well, they've been on other boys. Hey, Jordan, that's totally fine. People are attracted to who they're attracted to, and it doesn't matter if it's someone of the same gender or a different gender. It's all normal, and you're allowed to feel exactly how you feel. I'm so glad you trust me enough to come out to me. What does that mean? I've heard people talk about coming out of the closet, but I don't know what closet they're talking about. Do I have to come out? Coming out is when someone who's gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender decides to tell other people, you get to make that choice, Jordan. No one can force you to come out. The main point is, is that you get to decide when and how you want to share your feelings. No matter how you're born, we each have a style. I'll tell you in a while exactly what I like. Ariana and Renee, they both are born girls. They go into their changing rooms. Ariana loves twirls. That's not for Renee. Pink will not do. All girls don't wear dresses, they wear pants too. Has Renee lost her mind? What's running through her head? Ariana can fix this, now is what she said. When you put it on, you do a little groove. You know you gotta move, that's how you know you got it right. This is me, who I am. See me in full colors, me like no other. Originality. Jason. They both are born boys. They go into their changing rooms. Bryce jumps out with joy. Jason has a different idea. The sweater is where it's at. Bryce has to fix this. Here, try this or that. Wait just one second. Don't tell him how to dress. Ariana knows this. Only Jason can express. Charles, one girl and one boy. They go into their changing rooms. Charles is feeling coy. Others are thrilled with the look, but Charles is quite unhappy. 
Let's try this again. Yeah, this is snappy. Some are confused. They just don't understand. Charles now Charlotte is certain. Ariana's her biggest fan. Some might keep their distance, but others will come around. Come on over, Darla. Show us what you found. Darla had something on, but is not quite convinced. She wants to try again, yet she still gives a wince. Nope, not right either. Why can't she decide? Sometimes it takes time, only she can find her stride. Darla presents an outfit. The new name is Darren. Now everything feels right. The person within he's sharing. Skyler, born a boy or girl, not interested in the girl look, won't give the boy look a whirl. Skyler wants a new path, and it isn't one of those. This is a unique look from Skyler's head to toe. but not have symptoms? Oh, I bet Amaze has a video for this. Yep, here it is. Wow, Amaze has everything. I wonder, who's behind all this great info? Amaze.org. More info, less weird. It's no surprise young people have questions about STIs, relationships, and their bodies. When sex education means awkward lessons and embarrassing questions with... We are all sexual beings, in our private lives and in public, alone and with others, in our heads and in our bodies, from when we are born until we die. Our sexuality is complex and diverse and is a combination of several different aspects. Among them is our sexual orientation, sexual behavior, and sexual identity. Sexual orientation is our feelings of physical and romantic attraction, Sexual behavior refers to what we do sexually with ourselves and with others. Of course, sometimes people feel an attraction but do not act on it. Sometimes people have sexual feelings but do not act on them. Sexual identity is how someone thinks of themselves in terms of to whom they are romantically or sexually attracted. While most people define themselves as heterosexual, other common sexual identities are homosexual, pansexual, bisexual, and asexual. Many people's sexual orientation aligns with their sexual behavior and their sexual identity. For example, a woman who is attracted to only other women engages in sexual relations only with other women and identifies herself as a lesbian. But not everyone's sexual orientation, sexual behavior, and sexual identity align. There are many variations in these areas. A person may be attracted to people of the same gender, but they may still identify as heterosexual and engage in sexual behaviors between people of different genders. Or a person may identify as asexual, but engage in sexual behaviors with a partner. All of these variations, common or unique, shifting or fixed, are perfectly normal. There is no right or normal way to be. Each person has their own way. It's important not to feel any pressure to assume a particular identity or label. In fact, some people aren't into labels at all, and that's okay. The only one who determines your sexual identity and its meaning is you. 
Sexuality can be confusing, so don't be shy. Ask questions. There are helplines, professionals, and trusted adults that will listen and help. Hi, folks. My name is Sam, and I'm your friendly guide through some pretty big and complicated topics. Today, I'm here to help us explore the topic of abortion. There's a lot to say about abortion, so I'm going to do my best to talk us through some of the most important facts to help make it clear and easy to understand. First off, abortion is a very personal decision, and only the person who's pregnant can know what is best for them. For anyone dealing with an unintended pregnancy, talking with a trusted adult can help to figure it all out. And I'm here to help, too. So, let's start with some of the basics. When a person gets pregnant, they have three options. They can carry the pregnancy to term and raise the baby. They can carry the pregnancy to term and place the baby for adoption. Or they can end the pregnancy by having an abortion. You see, there are a lot of reasons a person might have for making any one of these decisions. If someone decides to get an abortion, it might be because they don't want to have a baby. Or maybe they can't afford to raise a child. Maybe they're in school and they're worried they won't graduate if they have a baby. Sometimes people already have children and they don't want any more. And sometimes, there might be something wrong with the fetus. Either it's not developing properly or it has a serious, incurable disease. Whatever the reason, it's up to the person who's pregnant to decide what's best for them. An abortion is a very safe medical procedure. There are two types, medication and surgical. A surgical abortion is a short 10 to 15 minute procedure that takes place at a clinic or hospital and is performed by a healthcare provider using local anesthesia. The vast majority of surgical abortions are done during the first few months of pregnancy. During this simple procedure, a healthcare provider uses gentle suction to remove the fetus from the uterus through the vagina. Most people say the procedure feels like strong menstrual cramps, and contrary to its name, no surgery is actually involved. A medication abortion is a procedure that uses pills prescribed by a healthcare provider to end a pregnancy. It can be started either in a medical office or at home. This approach is most effective during the first three months of pregnancy. Medication abortion consists of two medications that first stop the pregnancy from growing and then cause cramping and bleeding to empty the uterus through the vagina. Most people say medication abortion feels like a really heavy, crampy period. Okay, so those are the basic facts about the physical side of abortion. Now let's talk about the legal side and what you need to understand. There are many laws pertaining to abortion and every state's laws are different. In some states, young people need their parents' permission to get an abortion. In most of these states, young people may instead seek a judicial bypass. This is when a young person goes in front of a judge to prove they're mature enough to make a decision about their unwanted pregnancy without permission from a parent. Some states allow young people to decide on their own if an abortion is right for them with no parental involvement. Research your state's laws to better understand your rights. Abortion can be controversial, and it's something the United States has been debating for a long time. In fact, some people feel so strongly about people not having abortions that there are places called crisis pregnancy centers. There are fake clinics that exist only to try to talk a person out of having an abortion. They look and sound like real abortion clinics, so make sure you ask if they provide the services you need and want before you go to one of these fake clinics by mistake. So, while some people don't believe in abortion, Others believe a pregnant person should be able to have an abortion and not be judged by others. After all, every person should be able to decide what's best for themselves, their family, and their future. I know we've covered a lot of information. Remember, if you feel confused or overwhelmed, talk to a trusted adult. 
Now, I was kind of, you know, and I'm not prude. Um, you know, I guess I was raised very religious, and I didn't have sex till I think I was 16 with some random girl the guys got, and then I had sex with uh, my girlfriend of a long time who acted like she had an orgasm that made me stop, and then I had sex with a hooker that I didn't know was a hooker at the boys' spot. Then I met my wife and I got married. So I was very naive. Um, it wasn't forced from my parents, but it was forced. I was raised by a woman. And so sex was love. That was what I believe. And I don't have a problem with that. I think that is um, what made me a good husband and not a philanderer. Um, so I don't, but I don't think of myself as a prude person, but these things are directed. I played that long one, Express Yourself, because that one and the um, orientation and the abortion, they are directed for kids. I mean, those are ice cream. If you didn't watch the video, I really challenge you to go to amaze.org, uh, search um, Ask Amaze or amaze.org on YouTube, and you will see these videos, and they're, they're ice cream cones licking each other, and they're... Um, they're for fucking kids. This isn't anything but kids. And I was just, I mean, I i was shocked. I mean, I know they're putting books with boys sucking dick and sex, but some of these images even show vaginas and penises and, I mean... Fuck! I was just shocked. Um, just, just shocked. And one of the things I've always said is you're not seeing this in Tennessee. Um, I'm wrong. I have no idea what comment this video goes back to, but the comment, like there's a, a groomer flag in the background. I was able to pull a screen grab. And if you see in my old classroom, I had my pride flag right there. It's in a different spot in my new classroom. It's still there. Here's the thing. I am going to quit. I'm 100% going to quit. And it is because not comments like this, but it is because people like this have taken over or starting to take over education and education is not what it once was, and it's not worth it anymore. I support every single one of my students, no matter what their views are. This, it just get fucked. That kind of shocked me. Uh, Tennessee teacher, I'm quitting. Because people who don't get the right are allowed to have conversations about the education of their kids. And once again... If you just stumbled on this show, be a unicorn, suck a dolphin dick. I don't give a fuck what you do when you're an adult, but these are children. Yes, they should learn about slavery and Jim Crow, Reconstruction. They should know about gay, straight, but they should not be getting videos breaking down how they come out. Or any of this crazy shit you're going to see as we go into our woke section. And literally, that guy we play all the time, he's there. The, uh, in fact, I'm going to rotate it. The first soundbite you're going to see, and I once again, every once in a while, I beg you to watch the video. This is a gay 
prom with dental dams and contraceptions at a school, then the groomer dude, and then a teacher who once again, every time we play these videos from Lives of TikTok, it is a teacher being butthurt that a child, a child has not validated them. I don't need kids to validate who I am. I don't give a flying rat fuck what kids think of me. But they do. And this is a PA, the first sound by Peace State Center Steve Sancieros was listed as a sponsor for the queer prom from kids as young as 13. The program included drag shows and kids received a gift bag containing condoms, lube, and info from Planned Parenthood. Are you surprised? I, I'm not surprised at all. Turn it up. Turn it on. Rock it like we bad to the bone. Get on the floor. Running loose. Gotta put these two left feet to use. If you need education in the party scene. If you think you can dance with me. This ain't no joke. Turn up. Let's get woke. so great everyone's going to get a crystal uh star-shaped pendant and a little charm in there a progress pride flag a planned parenthood bracelet amazing stuff from our friends at nami condoms lube dental dam latex dam thank you evolution candy oh my gosh carter hi i see you there uh and Cute little cards with information. Resource card that we have here that's going in every bag. And our beautiful program for Queer Prom with a special thank you for all of our sponsors and donors and volunteers and some loving, welcoming words for everyone about it. So, yeah, so here we are. Look at that. The swag bags are coming together. Everyone will take one home uh, when prom ends at uh, 10 o'clock. You're very mature for your age is just code for you became the child nobody had to worry about. You weren't even acting like an adult. You were acting like someone without needs. <laughs> that doesn't happen. It's okay to be you. That's not real. That's not human. It's okay to have needs and be vulnerable. I have a student in one of my classes that's homophobic, transphobic, sexist, um, purposefully misgenders me. Uh, back in September, I tried to get him moved to another class because it had just been an ongoing issue. And not only was he rude and disrespectful, he was just like not trying 
um, and wouldn't take direction, would constantly argue with me. It's been an ongoing thing. Um, was told that it's too late in the year, couldn't move him, he would lose the credit. Yet they transferred someone into my class this month who is only getting half the credit. So it's okay for that kid to get half the credit, but not okay to remove the kid that's harassing me. Um, I went to the counselors today. I've been asking for a parent-teacher conference for months now. Hasn't happened. Counselors won't set it up. Um, but when I mentioned uh, the fact that he's misgendering me on purpose, I was told, well, some religions, you know, they don't have to do that because some religions don't agree with that. So they don't have to respect that out of public school. Now, I don't know if this kid is religious. I don't think he is, but the counselor sure is. And she made it obvious without directly saying it that she doesn't agree with who I am or my existence. So that's fun. Um, and I hope she has the day she deserves. That's all I'm going to say. I just don't know why an adult needs a child. I don't. So two years ago, the last year, we're doing the people with periods, and now it's just global, man. It is this people with periods with a bunch of dude chicks, chick dudes. I don't, I don't care. I, I, I just don't comprehend. Daily Beast. If drag shows have been one focus of recent extreme rage at LGBTQ community, it appears that at YMCA's may be emerging a new pro proving ground for right-wing culture warriors and rage. What do they mean by rage? I don't want my kids groomed. That's rage or picketing, stopping. Are tax dollars paying for your indoctrination of little kids to become good activists? I didn't even talk about the sexuality shit. I'm talking about activists. That's all it's about. I tweeted on something the other day where they're all pissed off about CRT, and that's Kat Abuchek, and she didn't have anything good for her misinformation today. And I said, you know, both, both my kids were raised uh, initially in an all-black school in South Carolina. They were like the only white kids in their class, and then around military kids, so it was very minority-based. One's libertarian, one's a woke culture fucking warrior. They didn't need CRT and LGBTQIAIO indoctrination. That you still got them, isn't that the point? Nobody touched it. Two hundred people looked at the tweet. They know I'm right. It's not about the child welfare. It's not about life-saving gender hormone surgery bullshit like the dude chick uh, um, health secretary. It's about indoctrination. So this article by these wahoos. Kristen Lynn Renwood, a 66-year-old Navy veteran and retired civil servant, had just returned home from a trip to Palm Springs when a friend from a beloved aqua aerobic class sent her a video on Instagram of Phillips speaking at a city council. I just started crying and crying and shaking, she told the Daily Beast. I'm neither Sigmund Freud nor Carl Jung. I, I don't know what evil pathology drives that, but there's always got to be that convenient boogeyman. There's always got to be that other than threaten us. If drag shows have been one of the focus of recent extremists, now it's the LGBTQ in the locker room. And what do you expect from people? CBS reporter on the naked biological male teenage girl complained about. She says she's a woman and she really wants to drive home the fact that she transitioned over five years ago and that, you know, she's 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 a woman. People, entire families are coming up to get their picture taken. That's not a woman. I don't need it. It's a black dude with blonde hair. That, that's a dude. 
And the funny thing about it, as much as they push, this was a New York Times article, and I want to thank uh, Dana Perino on the five one day talking about it. When students change gender identity and parents don't know, educators are facing wrenching new tension over whether they should tell parents when students socially transition at school. Wrenching new tension. And understand this is a very long article. And what did they find? Well, they found that liberals want them to tell them. It's not a right-left thing. It's a parent thing. That's what it is. But the left doesn't want to grasp it. You keep pushing this stuff. This was an article in the New Yorker. At the Times, Paul often writes on hazards of shifting norms, but she's also revealed the fraught position of the opinion columnists, and within here, the singular pronoun. Big, big thing. Video game company caves to trans activists online pressure campaign fires target targeted employee because she said she was looking forward to a new Um, my brain locked. What, what, fuck, I'm a fucking idiot. I fucking like should delete it. That stupid game with Wiccan, uh, the, the Harry Potter series. And trans people are all pissed that the author no longer is woke. To racial shit. Your segregated town might finally be in trouble. HUD hopes and its new rules to combat segregation will last longer than Obama's. And this is why you're seeing a lot of housing. My son has one. We have one. Out in the rural community. Then you have this. This is the epitome of liberalism. I'm going to cliff note it. Her mom gets murdered in her home by a black man in a bad B&E. She goes to the jail and forgives the black man for killing her mommy and then employs him in her house where he killed her mommy. Sorry, I got a little pain there. I'm all about forgiveness. But you got to be a, a, a dumbass. You, you just got to be a dumbass. And then, before we go into our long, lighter fare today, um, that I'll probably, no, I won't. I'm going to keep to the short podcast. I got a good uh, Chris Farley one. If plants are so intelligent, should we stop eating them? What the fuck do you want us to eat? Oh, that hurt. I said I wouldn't yell today, but god damn. You don't want us to eat meat because the cow farts. You don't want us to eat chicken because it's mean and cruel. You don't want us to hunt because guns are evil. You want us to eat plant-based, and for the record, 
Um, let me see if I can find the picture and I'll insert it. Hold on a second. We had coupons, and because, you know, my stomach still isn't ready yet for, um, oh, damn it, you're going to be a bitch, aren't you? Hold on a second. I got to, I got to clip it. It won't let me clip. You want us to eat this bullshit that tastes like... As I said, roadkill armadillo taint. That's what this tasted like. It had such a bad aftertaste. You couldn't get it out of your mouth. I tried brushing my teeth three times and I ate peppermints. And then they made an impossible sausage that tasted like sausage, but then you just had this aftertaste forever. In it has as much fat content as if you ate real sausage. It was 16 grams of fat. They put sunflower oil in it. So you you had grease. And it tasted horrible. What do you want us to eat? I need to know. Because if you don't want us to eat plants and beef, bugs... Is it really just bugs? Is, is is that our future? The left wants us to not drive, be little robots, do everything they say, stop reproducing, and eat bugs. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with you people? But I think, I think Gutfeld was right. It's really all about just dogging on normal stuff. So... We're going to do um, three. The first one's a serious comment for Tyrus, but it ended really, really funny. The next one is uh, Bumbling Joe, which is really, really funny. And the next one is, and I cut it down, a great skit because, of course, with the Atlanta riots... We had the attack of the mostly peacefuls again. So here's your lighter fare. In the last election where people were saying that the, that the unions, the teachers have more say over kids than the parents do. Where are the parents, though, Tyrus? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because I think that's the ones who are involved because, you know, to answer the question, um, my kids could try to kill me. <laughs> they still have a hard time getting past the look. Yeah. So I don't, you know. So uh, as long what if as they I ganged still, up on you? They'd still be outnumbered, outclassed, and outsized. And, yeah. And I know what each one of them would turn on each other like that. So <laughs> it's not that hard to talk one out of it. You know, you were always my favorite. And then, you know, they just, that's why you have numbers. They'll turn. The eight year old will turn on everybody. So, I, and she's my spy. So, yeah, there you go. If, if any plotting's going on, I'll get a text. So, you know, then I, I shoot it down. But, but I am responsible for my children. So if my child went out and did something horrific, I'm responsible for that. So I think what needs we I know in Louisiana we do this a little bit, 
But we got to start going back to, and I hate to say it, you got to have curfews. And when children are charged, mom and dad got to be charged. Mm. If your kid's out running the street and commits a heinous crime, you're responsible. We have to put responsibility back in the parents. Now, it used to be it takes a village to run, you know, to raise a child, but they didn't mean the village people. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't, they made a village. True, Biden's still a divisive ass, jabbering about guns, race, and gas. Not his own, by the way. During his MLK Day speech, the president gave a speech so off the rails they had to call Pete Buttigieg. Because <laughs> he's the transportation secretary. <laughs> Little play on words there. First, there was this nonsense about the GOP and spending. You're going to talk about big spending Democrats again? Guess what? I reduced the deficit last year, $350 billion. And this year, federal deficit is down $1 trillion plus dollars. Hear me, that's a fact. But so are these guys that are fiscally, you know, they're fiscally demented, I think. They don't, they don't quite get it. Fiscally demented. Well, if anybody's familiar with dementia, yeah. <laughs> One day, I just wanted him to whisper, this will be our little secret. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not forget the fact that Joe just signed an absurd $1.7 trillion spending bill last month. It was the first spending bill signed with a crayon. <laughs> Later, he accused car insurance companies of charging higher premiums based on race. If you live in one of those neighborhoods and you have the same exact car I have in the other neighborhood, you pay more for your insurance on that side. No basis for it, none at all, other than you're black, and I'm white. Mm, stop bragging. <laughs> Sorry, Joe, the only time insurance companies care if someone's white is to avoid casting them in their commercials. <laughs> of course, Joe should pay the higher premium. His car's filled with classified documents. Boom. Yeah, huh? Boom. Little political humor there. Boom. Very little. Boom. Yeah. Huh? Uh, here's your red meat. But what better day to stoke racial division than on MLK Day? One man had a dream and the other one's barely awake. <laughs> what a good time to talk about getting assault weapons banned, huh? I am going to get assault weapons banned. What the hell you need a assault? No, I'm serious. And ban the number of bullets and go in a magazine. There's no, no need for any of that. I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water of the blood of patriots. Give me a, if you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. I'm serious. He's serious. He's only told that story 170 times. So wait, you need an F-15 to take on the government, but an unarmed face-painted QAnon shaman almost toppled democracy. <laughs> Get your story straight, Gramps. Now, I'm sure you already saw this, and unlike Joe, it will never age. Happy birthday oh, to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Oh, Happy birthday, dear Alvin. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. I told you. Oh my God. You know, it's a shame because he spent all night memorizing Happy Birthday. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, so, Joe, anything else to add? No, 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 no. Look, look, these tough guys with their guns.
We didn't have those growing up on the mean streets of Wilmington, Delaware with guys like Corn Pop. We had to use our bare hands. That's right. In fact, I ran into some bad dudes the other day. I remember how that went. I remember. Yeah. You looking at old man? Stay out of my garage. <laughs> you better get your ass on while I still let you. There's nothing in there except my Corvette and uh, I know some boxes. Are you crazy, man? Get out of here, man. Why don't you get your ass up out of here before I kick your old wrinkly white ass? A world run by conjurers who believe they can hypnotize us into not believing what we see. You know, we've been here before. Remember this gem from back in 2020. To the sane among us, it looked like a bunch of thugs setting fire to a city while Democrat mayors hid behind the toppled statues. But to the media, it looked like a friendly game of spin the bottle. <laughs> a bottle filled with gas, later to be lit and tossed into a business. Remember when the media called summer 2020 the summer of love? Maybe so, if you're dating the Zodiac killer. <laughs> Don't knock it. It was a hell of a kisser. But now, but now, they're back. That adorable bunch of miscreants known as the Mostly Peaceful. CNN presents It's Mostly Peaceful, featuring Molotov cocktails public beatings, burning buildings, looting and shooting. But no worries, it's mostly peaceful. People die, people lose their businesses, cities suffer millions in damages. It's CNN's Mostly Peaceful. Tonight's episode, Antifa goes to Atlanta. Yeah. To our This Is America, we are still fucking stuck on Schiff and Solwell. What a liar. One who fucked the Chinese spy is so necessary for the defense of democracy that CNN and MSNBC will just not fucking give it a break. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. And this is America. Uh, it, taking a look at what's happening or not happening uh, at this moment in Washington, Mali. Uh, look, there's a lot of talk about the Intel Committee, as we know, specifically as it involves Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell. Dems crying foul here, but the reality is McCarthy has a lot of power. Um, and as Speaker, that power really trumps whatever the tradition may be. He can name members unilaterally. Is there any way that you see Democrats winning this battle? and being able to, to keep Schiff and Swalwell there. That means McCarthy has no spine, he's a liar, and he doesn't care about the safety of the country. Look, Gosar and Marjorie Taylor Greene were kicked off of committees in 2021 because they support terrorism. We, we, can't, we can't pretend that's not the case. They support terrorism. They supported the men and women who stormed the Capitol and tried to kill their colleagues. 
If there's any reason to kick you out of the club, it should be trying to murder other people in the club, or at least providing aid and comfort to the people trying to murder other people in the club. There is no legitimate reason to keep Schiff or Swalwell off the Intelligence Committee. In fact, if anything, it's to lock out people who are primarily concerned with this country from knowing the dangers that perhaps other colleagues on the committee provide to this country. Jesus fucking Christ, they're such fucking advocates. Here is some more fucking stupid retard from this dipshit. Forced birth in a country that refuses to protect its people from being shot in the mass shooting. That was really big, but wasn't as good as the next one, which was let's link the Second Amendment to slavery. We interrupt this news about the Monterey Park mass shooting to cover the Half Bay Moon mass shooting because we have lost our fucking minds. The Second Amendment, like slavery and subjugation of women, was one of our founders' worst 18th century ideas. Repeal it. And once again, it's because they cannot address the reality that this is California. This is your Nirvana bankrupt country giving out fucking free shit like it's goddamn... Christmas, and we're still schwacking a lot of fucking people, and they're all not white supremacists. Oh, my fucking God. That's just insane. And then, lastly, we have Kessler. Serious question. What if Biden administration ignored the debt ceiling and just kept paying bills if it's not raised? That's presumably a violation of law, but what are the consequences? A lawsuit by the House Republican and take years to litigate something else? So basically what we have there is the guy who would do 1,000 fucking a year uh, fact checks from a media conglomerate that would literally spend all their time breaking into his speeches, uh, Trump's, and doing fact checks, now saying, just break the law. Do whatever the fuck you want. Fuck the Constitution. I mean, I've been joking on Twitter all fucking week that it's either... Um, we're, we're, we spent four years talking about the Constitution or the plaque at the bottom of the Statue of Liberty that nobody fucking knew existed, unless you went to New York. That's our fucking media. And it's just, I read that one screed because they're pissed they can't get access, but you built this to use your, your you know, action figure doll you carry of Barack Hussein Obama. You built this. Clinton, Obama, we just got to talking points. If my, my wife is obsessed, and I love her, but she's obsessed with the press briefing, and she's watching it every day because she's trying to see if they can find something about it. Because even she, who's not a politico, knows this is bad. Biden really fucked up, and, and it's gonna, he's going to get away with it because it's what our, our justice system is. There, there is two standards. I don't care what Garland said. It's a fucking lie. There are two standards. And... All she does is meander with the word measure. Talk to DOJ. And it's because that's the way they want to do it. Because they know eventually the media who's on their side are just going to walk away from all this shit. Not one media member is connecting the dots between the Russian oligarch and FBI agent who floated fucking Russia hoax, which was proven to be a hoax, and propagated by Schiff. No, they're saying Schiff needs to be on a committee. And that's our media. That's it. 
You can do what Dan Bondingo did in the beginning of the show, or you can do what CNN did in the end of the show. And the end of the show is all we ever fucking get out of these motherfuckers. And once again, as a guy who doesn't belong to either party, who defended this country for 20 fucking years of my goddamn life, it was for the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. You want to take away the second, and all you talk about is freedom of speech being you silencing opposing opinions. And calling everything that doesn't fit your narrative misinformation while you're propagating loads of misinformation. You're never fact-checking anything that comes out of his mouth. The horrible press secretary who, I mean, seriously, what I came out with after having to watch it every day that I've been sick, folks, or recovering from my surgery... My God in heaven, do you know the uproar that would happen if that was a Republican press secretary? She can't even string two sentences together. I mean, at least fucking Chucky doll could talk. She opens up a book and reads verbatim very poorly this because she got her job because she's black gay woman. Little cabbage patch. And that's okay. Because this is the world they live in. Talking points, identity politics. You don't have to be good at your job. You just have to be in the right demographic. And you're a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Which is just fucking pathetic. So, that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Share this family friends. Go to SoundCloud, Flyover Politic with the K, Rumble 482467. And tell me to go fuck myself at foppodcast at gmail.com. We'll go with our next show on Saturday, 28th January, year of our Lord, 2023. Until then, disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah yes. And as always... Thanks for listening. Y'all take care. Uh.